Greetings, hello, kia ora. How are you all out there in the world? It's been quite the start of 2022 and we are back. And for the first show in the season of episodes, I am talking today with Alex Burke, who is the CEO of Education Perfect. Alex has been the CEO of Education Perfect for three years. And who would have predicted that a year into his uh, leadership, he would be greeted with a global pandemic. So in this conversation, we discuss how EP approached this, how they supported educators across the world with access to resources and technology to facilitate effective remote online education. Sit back and enjoy this wide ranging conversation with Alex Burke. I am joined today by Education Perfect CEO Alex Burke. It's great to see you again. The first time we talked was a few years ago. It was a different world. We did. We did, Jimmy. How are you? I'm very well. Very well. All refreshed from a a good break over Christmas. Yes. Happy New Year. So um, what what a roller coaster ride it must have been for you since we last talked. I mean, you, you came into the company um, and things have been very interesting. So on a personal level, how have you found things? You know, you, you're you're not a native Kiwi, but you've lived through a very interesting time in your life as as a new New Zealander. How, how's it been? Yeah, it's been, um, it's been definitely a roller coaster. Um, the industry, clearly when COVID hit, Uh, was scrambling really it was trying to work out how to uh, keep schools functioning as they were being disrupted and closed all over the world and for us as a a business it was a real um you know challenge firstly to respond to that but also an opportunity um so for me uh, it was all positive in some respects because it gave the whole team a real challenge um it, it it kind of helped to uh accelerate really our value proposition because as schools were disrupted they needed to lean on technology they needed to um have digital solutions that supported uh schools and help teachers uh, still uh, teach uh, students and our platform work really well with that yeah it's it's incredible to think that even though we uh, at Education Perfect, there is there is a very obvious and clear purpose in terms of supporting education. But level up from that when you have a pandemic and you literally have to support the infrastructure of education, did you find that that helped focus the team and and it became even we've got even a bigger purpose now? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it I think it also for for me it sort of set set a really good baseline because the, the reality was when schools were disrupted, uh, a lot of teachers hadn't even used Zoom call ever Mm, hadn't even used any technology at all (laughs) and so when you think about broader digital transformation you know the education industry is very very much at an early stage and whilst our product's been now going for 12 13 years um as an industry it's just at the start and so with our technology with our capability i think understanding actually that we're still early stage i think help the team understand that there was real one value, real purpose with what we're doing, and an opportunity, and an opportunity to try and help teachers and schools along that journey. Yeah, it's it's interesting that the the uh, industry, in terms of um, tech in education, is fast paced like every other tech business, uh, every other tech market. However, 
the pace at which schools are evolving in their capacity to manage tech is still the same pace it's always been. And um, when you were starting out with your solutions and, and support for pandemic-stricken areas and schools who are, who are trying to manage through this, how did you... How did you work with the team to approach that reality that teachers are going to, they're going to need handholding, they're going to need a lot more support than is normal for a business to go in and say, oh, hey, we have a solution to your problem, plug it in and use it. But what was the, what was the thinking around that and the strategy around that? Yeah, I think, I think immediately, so I remember in March when, when it really had sort of taken on the world, um, we, we went on uh, the approach of um, creating a whole wave of webinars and support so we created these video webinars uh, for any teachers to come in and and help them from a professional development standpoint get started so from the very basic uh use of technology to to more advanced you know running assessments trying mm. to uh, use data for adaptive learning so we we ran from zero to 30 40 50 we had thousands and thousands of teachers um, get, get involved, participate, and I think for us, just just giving that to the community and giving away our product and offering free professional services was a real way for us to one, you know, firstly support teachers and schools in their kind of hour of need, but also an opportunity for us to really um, talk through the value that we had yeah. um, and help, you know, and, and and I think it really helped the team understand our purpose and why we were there and understand that 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 we were definitely there to handhold teachers through this process yeah amazing and i mean flipping flipping to the internal side of things then i mean you, you here you are with uh, a, a fast-paced company it's growing it's scaling covid is happening so you've got this very very uh, kind of urgent um pivot to supporting actual the education infrastructure making sure it keeps ticking over and teachers can teach and students can learn etc cetera, etc cetera. how how were you also managing this growing team of people who were also going through the pandemic and trying to uh, adapt to the restrictions and the changing circumstances within which they worked yeah i think in in the dna of education perfect there's always been a real kind of can do muck in everyone will try and support everyone to make things happen. So from a DNA standpoint, when we suddenly had a huge amount of teachers and schools coming on board, students coming on board, everyone in the team got involved and helped support uh, the product and the service offering to ensure that we didn't have any kind of dip um, from that kind of increased usage. Uh, and then for me, as we've grown and, and, and as we've sort of opened up new markets and new opportunities, it, it's all around the foundations of the business and what, what we've been working on. So things like our brand, our values, um, our mission as a business, the structure that we've put in place with those foundations, it actually allows you to scale quite easily because yeah. you, you don't have to necessarily um you know re reinvent yourself every time you go into a new market yeah every new market that comes in understands the baseline foundations of the business and then you can scale faster from that and through this experience then i mean now we're at 2022 the start of hopefully what will be a <laughs> an easier year we say with fingers crossed but looking back over the pandemic so far 
dealing with educators, school leaders, district leaders, um, even you know leaders at a policy level, and other companies and um, and ed tech uh, initiatives. What are some of the things that have really stood out to you as problems that need to be solved moving forward? I think I think firstly the the way that schools procure technology is definitely far far and and how governments also manage the procurement of technology in education it's far behind other industries and so with that i mean that a lot of schools are given um a lot of flexibility to make those choices but i don't think they're necessarily educated or experienced to know whether this business has the right stability has the right security um has the capability to support their needs so i think the procurement processes need to mature and there needs to be a better, better understanding, really, of, about the technology ecosystem and, yeah. and how it all works and how it fits together. You know, if you go to any ed tech website, everyone sounds the same. You know, mm-hmm. everyone sounds like they're doing similar things, but actually, under the hood, it's not. It's not the same. And different businesses and products offer different things within a bigger ecosystem. And so, I think that there just needs to be. Uh, more improvement and learning and structure around how schools and governments consider products. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to high availability and security, um, they'll, they'll need to think about that more because it's, um, it's an important area and it's important that they de-risk that mm. um, from, a, from an industry perspective. Yeah, so the, the, the filtering of offerings out there is a very important part of the process. I suppose as well, when you think about you're dealing with, with, with privacy, with, da- with big data, I mean, it, 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 isn't, it isn't something to take lightly to, to work with uh, a, an external partner. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so ha- have the, mission, the missions and visions and, and values of EP stayed the same? Is there any new or evolved way of looking at how EP is going to move forward, given the experience of the pandemic? As a foundation, our mission of humanizing technology for lifelong learners, I think, has continued to resonate in that we are providing world-class technology, but we are working in an industry that's still going through change. And so we need to handhold schools using digital tech and there's that human piece and that human piece and the tech piece I think are um, things that work hand in hand I think then when you you think about school leaders and teachers etc they still have a lot of um, they're still on an early journey and they still need to understand how tech is used I think when you go in I don't think they truly understand the power of data so I don't think any of them really truly understand that if you understand where a student is, uh, you can help them, right, through adaptive learning. You can help them on their journey and personalize their journey. I don't think that's quite been understood yet, the real potential of tech. I think they just see it as, hey, you've got English or you've got math or you've got languages, subjects, almost comparing tech like a book, mm. which, is, which is crazy, really, because mm. the technology is far more powerful than that um and so again i think i think the mission of what we have um aligns very well i think one thing though we have learned and and something that we want to continue to invest in our product though is you know 
teaching learning environment hasn't been such a happy environment over the yeah. last couple of years. And we should have a love for learning. We should support a love for learning. And we want to make our product more, more gamified, more enjoyable, uh, more rewards uh, for both students, teachers, whoever it might be that are using the platform. So that's a message that we, we really want to uh, wow. push out in 2022. It's uh, certainly an interesting one. It's, it's, it's slightly philosophical in a way because when we think about institutions like um, medical, um, policing, and education fits in there, and, and it can be quite a solemn, this is a big gargantuan uh, uh, system that's complex. Not everyone sees it as a joyous uh, thing, so that's really good to hear. And um, I suppose with, with Education Perfect, uh, just back around what you're saying with, with data and understanding how that can influence a student's life and understanding how it can help teachers and educators and leaders um, affect the, the learning journey of students. Do you feel it's it's a time thing where there, there just needs to be more evidence and, and principals and school leaders just need to see this working more? Or is it more about communication and building up relationships um, or both, or how, how do we how do we address this? I think it, I think it's definitely a time thing. I think it will definitely be supported through professional development. So helping uh, from from a grassroots standpoint. So I think helping teachers understand the value um, that technology can bring to a classroom, um, and then continuing to educate school leaders. And you know, most school leaders. Have been in the industry right for 20 30 years that's, yeah. that's they don't they don't hire leaders that come from different industries and so we've mm. got to educate educate a, a, a group of people that probably you know understand some of the consumer products that they use from a digital standpoint but don't really understand the benefits um on a business level or an organization level so i think that's you know that that it will take time um it needs evangelizing. Yeah. We need to demonstrate more our impact yeah. and show the impact that it can have across all deciles of schools, um, all walks of life. Uh, but you know, you know, you know when there's a classroom of 30 kids and there's one teacher at the front of the room, it is very difficult to give everyone that personalized support yeah. that they need. Yeah. And also provide information that could bring parents into the mix as well. Yeah. I mean, parents have been you know, the most engaged, whether they like it or not, yeah. <laughs> over the last couple of years. And there's there's an opportunity there to bring parents in more mm. um, to support their child on their learning journey. Mm -hmm. And and every learning journey is unique, and we have to understand that it's unique and different. Different children will learn in different ways and they'll progress at different paces. But, but we need to support and empower them on that, not just say, here's a middle level and we'll yeah. try and get everyone around the same. Uh, there's, there's an issue and a concern with um, the, the rate at which teachers are leaving the profession uh, in Australia and in, in New Zealand to a certain extent. Um, what you said there about a, a teacher standing in front of 30 kids uh, without the kind of support of information that can be provided by ed tech like, like EP and without um, support from parents being informed and enlightened around what, what's happening. 
um, it does feel quite important now that we we change that trend of, t of especially early career teachers not lasting. Um, the last statistic I, I saw was, you know, after after two or three years, is huge churn with with young teachers. They they tend to leave. Mm. Um, how do you feel EP fits into that? Because some of the things you're saying there about parents moving forward now, we should have a whole generation of parents that may have more empathy for teachers because they've had to teach their, their children at home. Um, we may have teachers who've had to learn a, a bit more about technology where they might not have normally. Um, so moving forward, what's happening with EP to kind of address this and, and, and boost the confidence of, of teachers? Are, are teachers, are people thinking about getting into the teaching profession? Yeah, reality is we are a change agent in this industry and our technology in some respects is a little ahead of its time when you think about the broader industry and how teachers use whatever tools they use within the classroom so i think we can play a big part in this i think one is we can help um you know bring new teachers in um who are uh far more digitally literate than than teachers from from uh, who've, who've been in the industry for longer uh, and and take them on a journey and show them the value of incorporating technology into the classroom so creating a blended learning environment and making making the best of both um, environments is 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 really powerful and I think you know we can also with our platform help to create best practice we can help to scale that faster as well because yeah my, most schools um won't be communicating across the boards so it's very hard to scale ideas mm. in ed tech and that's where technology can 100 percent support that so i think that's a that's another area um that ep can play awesome so thinking a little bit Shorter term, uh, what are you excited about at the moment, 2022? What, what, what's, what are the things that, are, that we can look forward to? And, and, you know, we have to be optimistic, right? We can't, we yeah, can't yeah. be thinking it's going to be a worse year. So what, what's exciting you at the moment about yeah. EP? And, and yeah, I think, well, I think for this year, it's, it's um, you know, we, we, we're very clear on our, on our sort of users of the platform. We really want to invest and support our teachers, our students, our school leaders, and more importantly this year as well, bring parents in the mix and try and build out that broader community and look to see how our technology can help support that. We're going to invest a lot around onboarding and activation, so really trying to support, again, all users of the platform, um, get to know the platform, understand how it can be used, and, and, and get going and really kick start that love for learning immediately so that's where all that investment will go and then you know broader team you know we're now in uh multiple countries around the world we're yeah. 250 people i can see that ever evolving i think we actually brought on 33 people this month alone in january that's so we're crazy yeah we're still going through fast growth um and with that, it creates lots of opportunities for the team, lots of new roles, lots of areas uh, for them to explore and challenge them, themselves on a career, mm. uh, personal, professional development perspective. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how everyone evolves through the year. And I'm sure 
this time next year will be again in a very different place. Yeah, well, we'll have to sit down again and uh, and reflect and see see how things were. So before we go, um, just on a personal note, how are you doing? What's been what what have you been doing to keep yourself uh, sane? And how 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 do you spend your time these days with uh, within the restrictions of the pandemic? I mean, you're in a beautiful country, but yeah, yeah. How's how's life going? Well, we yeah no, we had um no f- yeah family and and. And everything is good. We had a we we, we managed to get a, a really nice break o- mm-hmm. over the holiday period. I think that's something that's really good about education. Is obviously schools do School close holidays. down, <laughs> so you have an enforced um, switch off. So it was nice to have a couple of weeks away from the computer and away from the phone, and just um, dedicate time to family and f- friends through that. Um, but yeah, no, no, everything is good. I'm looking forward to um, hopefully the borders opening up. And yeah. so this year, hopefully getting back to my family, I'm originally from London. So spending time with my UK family later yeah. this year is a, a big goal of Mike's. It will be it will be three years now or close to. Yeah, so, I think there's a few of us. Yeah, in the same so it's been, been a long while. And um, yeah, and, and just, you know, again, much like each year, really trying to keep healthy, keep keep my days varied and, um, you know, working hard, but having that good work-life balance as well. So um, I'll continue to sort of shoot for that and work for that and continue to encourage all my team to do the same as well. That's a really good message. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. Good to chat to you again, Alex. And let's look forward to the year. And yeah, we'll we'll sit down again, 2023 maybe, and and see how it all goes. So yeah, take care. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for listening. If you are new here, please do hit the subscribe and the like button and you will be receiving regular updates to our show with podcasts every couple of weeks. We interview a wide variety of educators and education technologists and experts in all things ed tech and teaching and learning. So there's lots to enjoy on our show. Um, If you haven't already, please also join our LinkedIn group, which is called Teaching and Learning in the Digital Age. And that is a great place for connecting with other educators, for networking with professionals and experts in education technology and, and education in general. So please do get onto that group in there and you can post questions, suggestions and let us know how you're going in the world of education at the moment. My name is Jimmy Bowens. It has been a pleasure. I will see you next time.